My name is Mo. I'm a compulsive overeater and a sugar addict and your moderator for this workshop. Hi, Mo. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Before we begin, we ask that all cell phones and other electronic equipment be turned off. Even if you think it's off, please check it again. And let me do that. I think I just turned mine on. Okay, the opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. OA members are reminded when sharing to speak to your recovery in the program of Overeaters Anonymous only. To protect our anonymity, no photography, audio, or visual recording is allowed. If there is press in the room, please do not take any unauthorized pictures or identify anyone using their full name. There will be audio recordings of this workshop, which you may purchase outside in the foyer. This a workshop will have speakers followed by ask-it-basket questions. During the workshop, please keep the basket moving around. The topic for this session is 90-day and OA How, Dis Distinct Roads, and the, the principle is guidelines. We will begin with a selection from Lifeline February 5th, Page one of OA has been demonstrating, uh, let's see, has been demonstrating the inclusive attitude for years by practicing tradition one. It boils down to believe that unity is more important than individual differences. We are all different and that difference is good. That's the secret, accepting the legitimacy of differences, even in how we work our OA program one way is no better than the other, just different. And so we will have four speakers, and each speaker will speak for 15 minutes. We will keep the basket, uh, ask it basket, please, going around. And if you have any questions that come up, just put them in there, and they'll be answered at the end. And let's welcome Matt, our first speaker. Thank you, Mo. My name is Matt, and I'm a compulsive eater. I'm going to start my own timer, if you don't mind. I know I've got a timer here, but I'm a visual person. I uh, planned on polishing up my talk last night, and instead uh, spent most of the evening while I was here, but then I had to go home, had to eat, then I had to go to the emergency room for my daughter. Um, but I don't eat over that, you know? I... Uh, another daughter rolled one of our cars several months ago. I don't need over that, you know. That's not the problem. So, again, my name's Matt. I'm a compulsive eater, and I joined How OA March 17th, 2013. I'm sorry, I actually started about a week earlier than that. But March 17th is when I became abstinent. Uh, I've been, I'm not an expert at all in standard OA. I've been listening to some other people talk. And what I gather from what I've heard is that standard OA has a rather um, loosely defined definition of abstinence. And the abs what you call abstinence is primarily between you and your sponsor and your God. Uh, the only common thread I've seen is refined sugar. 
how OA has a very structured concept of abstinence. I eat three meals a day, no in-between meal snacks, one day at a time. I don't eat sugar. Uh, on the basic plan, we don't have flour. Um, we have a list of approved foods. It's highly structured. I've heard people talk about imperfect abstinence. And how OA, imperfect abstinence has another word. It's called relapse. Um, anyway, oh, hey, I brought some pictures. Sorry, I don't have a fancy binder, but you can pass these around. Um, just to prove that I used to be big. I was, uh, I've lost about 80 pounds in program. Excuse me, I've released about 80 pounds in program. It took me about nine months to lose the weight. And I have maintained it for over two years, my weight loss. Uh, I tend to be about three pounds heavier in the summer than I am in the winter. I think it's because my body doesn't need to keep myself warm. It's just my base metabolism. Before how, I tried all sorts of diets. I never joined anything. I never joined, for example, Weight Watchers. Um, I never joined any diet clubs. I tried it, always did it on my own. I did uh, low-calorie diets that I created on my own by eating nothing but lean cuisines. I did South Beach diet. I did uh, just eat less diets. You know, Every diet I ever tried would, would work until I'd lost about half of what I wanted to lose. At which point, somebody would say, wow, you're looking good. And as soon as somebody would say that, my ego would swell. And along with my ego, my waistline would go back. So 30 pounds down, 40 pounds up. I got to 275 pounds. And I got a workout buddy, and I started working out really, really hard. And I started eating a little better because my wife had started F.A. And so I was using a lot of her eating concepts. Um, but I added stuff, of course. So I lost about 40 pounds, and then my job fell apart. Uh, Apple bought the company I was at, which you might think is a good thing. But I live up by Concord. Apple wanted everybody in Cupertino. Plus, they had a list of four, four lists. They had, we want you. We want to interview you to see. We want to sell you off, and we're going to lay you off. And I didn't know what list I belonged on. I lost my workout, buddy. I gained back all but three pounds, and I said, something's got to change. In parallel with this, I went with my wife to um, some F.A. meetings. Now, not because I wanted to join F.A., because I'm not a joiner. Just solidarity. And I didn't see myself in the rooms. Let me reg regress a little bit. As a male in this program, I am a distinct minority. But, but obviously, um, yeah, and I heard you laugh, but I've, I've made jokes about other minorities in the program, but I only meet them statistically. If you look at certain groups statistically, I should be half of the room as a male. But I'm 3%, you know? Um, <clears throat> And part of the reason for that has to do with how males are raised in, in our society. I was raised to be independent. I was raised with the firm commitment concept that adulthood is when you take responsibility for yourself. I was raised that a man fixes it himself and doesn't need any help. And speaking of help, on the way here, I heard a help, the help song from the Beatles, old song. And... No, this is, and it was perfect because in the song, one of the lyrics is, when I was younger, I didn't need help in any way. Now I'm older and I'm not so self-assured. 
And yeah, at some point is. So I go into a Holloway meeting because my wife left OFA, went into Holloway, and I go in there just for solidarity. And I sit in there, and the meeting was big. It was 50 or 60 people. And I sat there, and I heard these people share, and I thought, oh, my God, that's me. I didn't hear that at another meeting, and I, never, I wasn't looking for that. But I hear, oh, my God, that's me. Yes, that's my problem. So then I see the official list of how do you know you're a compulsive eater. Check them off, check them off, check them off. Yeah, that was me. So that's how I found how OA. And so then I tried to get a sponsor. My first sponsor was a woman. And what I did was I picked somebody that had just stepped up and became eligible to be a sponsor that day. My thinking was, I'll get somebody that's going to be soft and easy on me. (laughs) So um, I got that sponsor, and she didn't even last my first month because she herself had issues. So I got another sponsor, and the second one was a male. And I kept that one for a long time. Um, And then I got to the part where I'd lost my weight and I needed to go to maintenance. Um, In Holloway, we tend to have one sponsor for both food and steps simultaneously. But I had this problem where my step sponsor was not eligible to be my maintenance food sponsor. So I ended up with two sponsors for a while. Now I'm back to one. Um, sponsor, in the same way. I come into the program. I do the first, I'm working the first 30 days. I'm losing the weight. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I'm answering the questions. And we have a lot of uh, structured questions. And, but I'm still doing it by myself, really. You know, it's a diet. And there was a, there was a write-up. Dr. Taibo wrote this for about AA, and somebody rewrote it for OA. Dr. Taibo, the act of surrendering the therapeutic process. If you don't know the act of surrendering the therapeutic process, please read it. I read it, and I thought, what a jerk. He doesn't know anything about me. He's like, oh, man, he's, this guy's obnoxious. You know, he's, he's insulting me. And a week later, I read it again, I went, well, he's got a couple of points. And about the fourth or fifth time I read it, I went, oh, my God, he's got it nailed. You know, this is exactly me. And, the, and he talked about how the ego gets in the way. And he used other words, and I won't get into all of those. But the key thing I took away was I'm not going to win at this program until my subconscious gets in line with my conscious. Every diet I ever did was my subconscious was like, okay, I'll let you do this until you lose the weight, and then we can eat what we want to eat. But it doesn't work. It never worked. It always failed. So for the first time, I got it through my head to what I needed to do. And you can't do this intellectually. You have to make the decision intellectually, but you've you got to make it also emotionally. So intellectually, I came up with the decision that I had to surrender. Actually, I didn't. I really came up with the decision that this was my life. That was my decision. That I need to do this for the foreseeable future. I can't stop this because there's a big event going on, and I got to drink the, the the stuff that goes along with this with the celebration or whatever. Because that wasn't today. I'm going to do that. I'm going to worry about that tomorrow. So I just surrendered. And when I surrendered, everything got really easy. I wasn't fighting it. When I got to my, to my goal weight, I didn't have a goal weight. When I started approaching it, I started asking people, what should I be? I finally had to have a doctor tell me. I said, you know, doctors, everybody's like, how do you feel? I feel great, but I felt great 30 pounds before, too. 
So I finally told the doctor, I said, look, I was in denial about my weight. I'm in denial about my weight loss. Somebody else has got to tell me what to be because I can be any number. I'm very comfortable with this plan. I could have I lost 100 pounds. I could have done whatever. I just was going to. And so he said, stop where you are. So I said, okay. You know, it's not that easy to stop. I lost another 10. <laughs> and I had to, my sponsor almost went crazy trying to get me to put that 10 pounds back on again. That took a while. Um, so, because I did it all on plan. So why how OA? Well, I need structure. How OA has structure. We have a list of what you can eat. We have approved foods and what quantities you get of each one. And I need the structure. Because if you don't give me the structure, if you let me pick my own plan, my history is I'm going to pick it the easiest way. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to find the shortcuts. I'm going to twist that thing every which way until I break it, and then I'll put the weight back on. <clears throat> the other thing is, is we have very firm guidelines. We have, we have a, a sponsor manual that includes questions. So I don't need to know how. I don't have to learn everything. I can look it up. Um, you know, we, I don't know, this, this particular manual has been spreading all over the place. Other people may have it. We didn't create it from scratch, but we put it together, edited it. Um, I got community support. In my area, how OA is fairly big. I, I went to one OA meeting, there was like four people. When I go to a how meeting, a small one's a dozen, and a big one's 60 people. Um, I like the equality of going to meetings because we're all the same. You know, it doesn't matter if we're black or white or male or female or gay or straight or I don't care. We're all compulsive eaters. Um, I like that I within the rooms I could see visible recovery. So would how work for you? I mean, only you can answer that. But if you feel the need for the structure, then it could very well work for you. There is like a spectrum of structure throughout the different eating programs. Um, most of us probably heard of F.A. And where I come from, we think of them as the Nazis. But that's not really fair. The program works for the people that need that program. Uh, I see the people that fall out of that program and come down to how. But that's really not fair to see the people that fail. I'm not talking to the ones that succeed. But they have a very tight structure, but it's not written down. We have a medium structure, and it is written down. OA, to me, doesn't have a lot of structure. Um, some people don't need a lot of structure. They just need some emotional support. If regular OA works for you, I'm happy for you. If you don't need OA at all, I'm really happy for you. I wish I didn't. <laughs> um, but how OA in my area gives me a choices of a lot of meetings, gives me structure, gives me a choices of a lot uh, of sponsors. The only thing I couldn't find was a, a male maintenance sponsor. But who cares, you know? Who cares? I, I have had a couple of female sponsees of different ethnic backgrounds than myself, and they are more like me than different. It doesn't matter. So I found something that worked. I stuck to it. I like it. There have been times when I was traveling when it was really, really difficult to stick to the food plan. And so what I would do when I'm traveling is I tell myself, I committed my food today. I'm going to get through today. But tomorrow, forget it. I'm off this plan. 
And every time I got up in the morning, I felt a little better after a good night's sleep, and I committed again. And I just made it through one day at a time. Thank you. And our second speaker, also is from How, OA or OA How, um, is Sherry. One has to hold this. You have to There's hold no this. Place to Would hold you it. like me to hold it for you? No, no, that's okay. <laughs> I'm Sherry, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Okay, so just wanted to ask, um, just so I know, um, how many people are in here who are not in how? Okay, so I just wanted to know to whom I was speaking, so I could kind of adjust it a little. Well, anyway, I have been in the program for 31 and a half years, and uh, the last 18 of them I've been in how. And my weight loss is 55 pounds, and uh, my high weight was uh, 175, and uh, I'm 120 now. And I started the program at 39, and I am 70 now. So I think that's important, too, because kind of it's all related, you know. Um, So anyway, uh, I... uh, wanted to say that uh, when I first came in, I came in in Southern California, and it was 1984, and um, all the program, I, I don't think there were, how it was started, but there, I don't remember any how meetings near me. I think they were just kind of starting up. But OA was very, very much like the way how program is today. And um, OA, at least in Southern California, it, it, it was just that way. It was very structured. You you got a sponsor, and the sponsor was rather, um, I mean, what we call strict. You know, nice, of course, um, but strict. And they told you that you would go to three meetings a week. This is how the program worked. And you would call them every day, and you would commit their, your food. And, yes, you had a food plan. And... Um, there were choices of food plans, but most of the people followed the same one. They ate three meals a day. They ate nothing in between. They uh, they they didn't eat sugar or I, – I don't remember flour an issue, but you didn't eat sugar. And when I say that, I mean if it was in the first four ingredients. And uh, you did weigh and measure your food, and everybody had a little kitchen scale. And um, you made outreach calls, and you did service, and you did what your sponsor said. And you know what? It was kind of fun. I mean, in a way, fun meaning that everybody was doing the same thing. So you, um, you, you, you just all did the same thing. So all the meetings were big, and all the meetings were run that way, and I did very well. And I lost most of my weight. And I still had about 10 to go. I couldn't seem to get that off. I, um, and then I started to have slips, and then I started to have problems getting it back. And then I had a relapse. And I will say it's a lot easier staying abstinent than getting abstinent again. So, I mean, as rough as the day is, like Matt was talking about, you know, you, you get through it, and uh, and then you wake up the next morning, and it's not so bad. And, and it might be rough that day, but it's a lot easier facing that roughness that day and getting through it than giving in, 
having a slip or going into relapse and getting it back. That is hard. So that's what happened to me, and I just couldn't seem to get it back, get it back right. Then I moved up to Northern California in 91, so I'd been in the program about seven years then, and uh, it was really hard to get my groove again, um, just because just I'd lost my, you know, typical, my usual support system, and I took my time finding another sponsor. And, uh, you know, I, I was going to meetings, and I dropped my number of meetings. I dropped my outreach calls. You know, I dropped a lot of stuff. I never left the program. I mean, I have been in my 31 and a half years, and I never, never left. But I stopped working it as well as I had used to, and I had more and more problems and more and more problems with food. And uh, no matter what I did then, no matter how many meetings I went to, even if it was relapse meetings, no matter what, I just... I, I, I couldn't um, stop binging, and I was unhappy, and I was miserable, and by then I knew very well about how, and I had avoided it because I'd heard all the negative things that you've all heard, you know, and if you don't want to be in how, you certainly can find a lot of excuses, you know. I remember one guy told me, oh, I would never join. They don't let you eat bananas. What kind of a place is that that wouldn't have bananas on the basic food list? And, you know, it, it makes sense when you're looking for rationalization, and I was looking for that, and I, anyway, um, I, I just finally went, and I went in 1998, and that was 18 years ago, and I found a sponsor who had what I wanted, and um, she was very nice and very sweet, very lovely, very warm, wonderful person, and very strict. And I wanted what she had, and somehow by magic I thought I would get it, but still do what I was doing. And I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous, but that is, um, I guess that's what, how we think when we're in denial. So I told her two meetings a week were all I could do because I was very busy. She said, no, you've got to go to three. You've got to. And um, I... Uh, I did tell her that I knew I couldn't eat sugar. That was obvious, but um, I was okay with the flour a bit. Now, I mean, I don't know why I said that, because I was going to an Indian buffet every day for lunch and eating two baskets of bread. So, I, I mean, I promised myself I wouldn't each time, and yet I told her I was okay with white flour. And I figured if she monitored it with her success then I'd be able to do it, right? I don't know. That's magic, isn't it? But it, she told me, no, I wouldn't have any. And I, and all the other things that I was doing that I wouldn't be able to do anymore. But that's what I needed. You see, because what I had done was I had started to give myself permission. I'd been gentle with myself, and I'd allowed a lot of things. And was it good for me? No. I mean, you, you know, I was miserable. I was unhappy. And I needed someone strict, and I needed someone who wouldn't give me permission, and I needed someone who, you know, would lay down the law, because it does work for me, you know? And um, so I just got right back in doing what I did when I first came in, you know? And, um, and I lost my weight, and I lost all that I gained back, and eventually I even lost that last 10 pounds, because I had stopped eating the other things that were absent for me, but obviously I couldn't handle, and they were keeping me from losing my last 10 pounds. So I, I got down 
to my weight that I'm at now, my 55-pound weight loss, and I've maintained it for 18 years. And, and that is amazing to me because I've gotten older. I mean, some days I just can't believe I've done it. I'm not a real, uh, I'm not a religious person at all, and I don't even think I'm spiritual, although my sponsor does say I'm a very spiritual person. I believe her. So I, she says I am, I will believe her. And um, yet, that is sort of a spiritual thing to me because I can't believe it. I have gotten older, and I know what happens when you get older and everything, and yet I'm still maintaining the same weight. And I go, you know, and I, and I can do this. I go on cruises, you know. My husband makes me go on two cruises a year. <laughs> And 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 I and I just went back east to New York and spent two weeks there, and we ate out every day, and a lot, you know, and um, and she got me to exercise too. I, I that's not written in the How program, and it's not required, but you know, she really said you got to. I wasn't an exerciser, and now I I really like it. You know, I go to three classes a week for seniors, and I use my elliptical, and I. I, I realize I'm going to live a long time, you know, and I want to be healthy and, you know, feel good while I am. So um, how many minutes do I have left? Thank you. Um, so as our, our speaker, Matt, said, how is very structured, and he showed you uh, our manual, and it's really great, and it helps us work the steps in a structured way. You come in, and your uh, first 30 days with how you work your first three steps, and um, there's 30 questions, and you uh, they, they, they pertain to the, the big book or the OA 12 and 12, or the AA 12 and 12. They give you assigned readings, maybe 20 minutes a night. And then, I mean, combine 20 minutes for your reading and your writing. Then you read what you wrote the next morning to your sponsor. And you do that for 30 days, and you've worked the first three steps. Then you go to the fourth step, and it's in there also. And you can do that in different ways. My sponsor had me write for 20 minutes a night. And then she had me read it the next morning. And we did that every day until I had finished the hundred and something questions. That way my fourth step was done and my fifth step was done also. So it was very structured. And I do well with structure. I'm not a real creative kind of, you know, flowing kind of person that they just say, you know, uh, read, write when you feel you should and read what you should and write when you need to. I, I don't know. I'm not really good like that. I like assignments, you know, like you're on number 67. Read that tonight and read me what you wrote tomorrow. Then I do it. You know, it's not like I'm a really obedient kind of a person. My nature is very defiant. But I, I, if I want something, I, I, I do it. I do it. So, and that I wanted and I did it. And, um, uh, and then there's uh, steps 6 through 12, and they're written out also for you, the same method. So you go through your steps, and you work your steps in a very structured way. So that's what we mean when we say it's structured. We don't just mean, you know, the food. There, there are two food plans. There's a basic food plan and a maintenance food plan. And, of course, the basic is for when you still need to lose weight. And... Um, you know, I think it can be used for everyone. I've sponsored people with many health uh, issues, and as we get older, there's more and more. 
And um, I've worked with people who uh, are vegetarians. I work with people who are, uh, have a lot of food allergies. And, yes, many times they have to see their doctor first, and they get it tweaked a little to meet their needs. But um, it can work for everyone. And, um, you know, digital scales now we have, and we have them in the kitchen. And you wear your food, becomes second nature. I'm so used to it, I don't even think about it. Sometimes I was getting my husband or my mother's food ready, and I weighed it, and they don't weigh their food. But, you know, I just do it so automatically. That's how easy it is, you know. No, I don't take it to restaurants. I don't think most, I can't speak for all of how. People do a lot of things differently in how. But I don't think most of us take them to restaurants. We don't have to, and, you know, you learn to eyeball that too. And um, and then there's a maintenance food plan for when you've lost your weight. And that really becomes quite flexible. I mean, uh, you know, there's everything on it just about that a person should eat and um, or would want to eat, a healthy person would want to eat. And, um, and, and uh, there's so many things on there that some of them are even binge foods for me, you know. And um, like some of the healthy fats, you know, or some of the other kinds of things could be bin shoots for me. I can't even have all of them. But um, and the and and the tools we do, you know, there's uh, everything is suggested in a way. But I was the kind of person that didn't do what was suggested. I'm the kind of person that has to do what's required. And what's required? Well, you know, the program is required to work. Like we have tools, and we're required to use the tools, and um, we're required to do service. And uh, I, I do, you know, try to get my sponsors to do service above the meeting level. I feel it's extremely important. I, um, that's one of the connections I made in this program that kept me coming through slips and relapses. My um, my love of the service and all the people I met in it, and I, I did uh, go to Region Assembly many times as a rep and to World Service as a delegate, and then I joined the Region 2 board and served uh, for three years as the vice chair and two years as the chair, and I loved it. And my friend now was just elected as the trustee, and, uh, and, and that's one of the people that, you know, like I met in the program and uh, the connections. So even when I felt you know, really crappy and didn't want to go to meetings. I wanted to see the people, you know. I went. So service kept me in in the sense that that's how I met those people, by doing service. I've met so many people. Uh, and uh, I'm just trying to go through and see uh, what we may not have covered, so I, I, I could throw it in. Uh, but I'd say if you want to say what, what is the bottom line, what is so different between how and, you know, just regular Overeaters Anonymous, I would say that it is a, a defined um, way of, uh, of eating and a defined way of working the steps. And if, if, if you do well with things that aren't defined, fine. But uh, if you could use a little bit more, you know, definition and structure – then that is what we stick to. And we really do uh, adhere to the Overeaters Anonymous definition of abstinence. And you don't get to pick your own abstinence. I still hear people saying that. Abstinence is the act of abstaining from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors while maintaining or at least working towards a healthy body weight. So if you're 
abstinence has kept you way overweight for years, then it, it's, it's not the definition that we adhere to. And I hope you don't hate me for saying that, but uh, I promised I would this weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. And our next speaker will be from 90 Day, and it will be Daryl. So, speaker has not yet got microphone. Great to see everybody today. What a wonderful blessing we have, and to come together in this room together, and to share in what I call the greatest gift uh, that I've ever received in my life, and I can tell you that I've had a wonderful ride. However, there's nothing greater than surrendering to a disease that wants me dead. And how sad that is to go around the hospitals and the airports and the restaurants and to see people in the throes of that. My name is Daryl. I'm a food addict. I suffer from a living problem that my mother affectionately named Daryl. I live in Discovery Bay. I come from the Bay Area. I moved about an hour out or so a couple years ago. And I see a lot of faces in this room of the OA90 program by which I fellowshiped with for many, many years. And I want to thank each and every one of you guys because you've been a great big part of my recovery. In fact, the woman that brought me into this program is sitting here today. And I want to give a very special thank you to her. And I want to just say that I came into this program by way of another program. I, had, um, I was 57 years old at the time. Um, I, uh, I was in the throes of a marijuana addiction for 47 years. Um, and, um, I came out of a very dark spot in my life in, uh, in, uh, November and December of 2009. And, uh, I ended up, uh, throwing my last bag of marijuana over the neighbor's fence. And, uh, that led me, uh, to three days later getting tight manufacturing a fight with my wife so that I could go to the golf course and use again. And my wife came out to the car and said, if you leave now, this will be forever. And I know she was serious because she was trembling. And I went back into the home and I sat next to her for 10 minutes. And I said, what do I need to do to win your trust back? And she was my best friend. And she said, get help. And I knew what to do. And I went to my very first recovery meeting that night. And I got up and I said, my name's Daryl. I'm an addict. And I lost my compulsion to smoke marijuana that night, never to return. And that was December 28th of 2009. On February 9th of 2010, I went to another meeting, an MA meeting. And I said, my name is Daryl. And I thought, you know, this, this... Putting these words into the same sentence as my name has been an incredible gift for me. And I said, I'm a compulsive overeater. I was 335 pounds at the time. I was down from 355 pounds. And at the end of that meeting, someone walked over to me. And she said, that was me a year and a half ago. And I couldn't recognize her. We struck up a conversation. She said, uh, there's a meeting tomorrow night. If you'd like to go, I'll meet you there. I met her there, and I went in. Uh, I was 335 pounds at the time, and um, I, met my, I met Hope. And I met my sponsor at that time, the man that got me started, and I heard my story. 
So for the very first time, I got abstinent of sugar and flour and that OA90 program. I was blessed to have come into OA90. I didn't even know that there was a recovery program for my food addiction, but I knew that my very, very first addiction at the age of three was sugar because I went to the sugar bowl. So that led me to being very curious about what she had to say. I went to her uh, that night. I met her. Well, we sat down next to each other, and I knew I could do this. And I thought, well, you know, I'll give it 30 days. I could always go back to Jenny Craig because I was ready to fire her for the third time <laughs> for making food that was too expensive and tasted like the cardboard that she put it in and to stand there in that line and be humiliated while I put it in a bag. And I knew that I could give it a try. And five days later, my body said to me, thank you. And that was 2,332 days ago. And none of which is more important than that day and today. Those are the only two days that matter. Everything else is in between. Everything ahead hasn't happened yet. But I've been able to live life on life's term one day at a time. And I don't have to eat over it. And neither do you. And neither do anyone on the planet if they choose not to. That's the choice. So, speaker puts down microphone. They're recording, so I just wanted to kind of give a little bit of an effect there. (laughs) Speaker brings up prop. Incredible journey. Speaker grabs props and walks out to the room. I'm going to show you a little book, and here's my recovery. I decided, you know, I, I really, when I get started on these, if, if people, I'm going to pull right back here, like I don't get sick. You know, uh, I didn't really prepare anything. I generally don't. I'm going to put it back here, you know, like that. I generally don't, um, other than a few things I get started to, if, 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 uh, if you've heard me speak before, I, I hope I don't bore you. And, and if you haven't heard me speak, then I, I just I spend very little time on what it was like. I can tell you that I answered yes to every one of the questions. I'm a food addict. I was with some family members over the weekend. I flew to Denver to visit an elderly aunt that I didn't want to get the call on, so I flew out there and spent time with her. And I met some cousins, and she said, you know, I just, I, I, I just can't get used to seeing you like this. And I said, well, you know, neither can I. I'm, I'm going to die a fat man. I'm a fat man in my brain. But God willing, I will die in a healthy body weight. I have a lot of people that come to me and say, Daryl, you know, when they hear my story and they say, Daryl, if you had one week to live, wouldn't you want to have a whole quart of this? And I said, no, no. I want to have this because it's not the food that I crave. It's the serenity. I want to have peace. Why would I want to mess this up if I only had a day to live? I want to meet my maker who I know his will. 
His will for me and for you is to be well. He wants us well. And when we're well, what can we do? We can serve others. We can be there for others. We can be there for our significant other, our friends or our employees or our coworkers. We can be present. That's the gift that this has given me. It's not being able to buy clothes off the rack, although that was pretty incredible. I walked out to the room the very first time I went to Macy's after I bought a shirt off of the rack and I cried. I hadn't bought a regular size shirt for since I was a teenager. It was incredible. I remember getting a body massage one time when I had lost my weight and I was trying to regain my flexibility and deal with the arthritis that my body had been inflicted by by carrying that excess weight for all those years. And I remember putting my arms up into the air and seeing my skinny wrists and I cried. And that's a miracle, but it's not the miracle. See, because the miracle of this program is on page 84 of the big book. It's after the promises that we read on page 83, into page 84, and it starts below it, and I call it the miracle of our program. It starts off and it says, we will recoil from it like a hot flame. We'll not know why. It'll just happen. And it goes on to talk about some incredible stuff after the promises that we read in every one of our meetings, which, by the way, in about... Month four or month five, I started to see happen. I started to see things like in the first couple months, my numbers coming down, weight shedding off of me like I was in a sauna. My cholesterol coming down, my blood sugar coming down. My father died at 57 of diabetes. I ran a 5K. Yeah. So I started seeing all of these things happen in the promises of the program that we would intuitively know what to do. That economic security and, and our friends and situations that used to baffle us will no longer bother us. And I started seeing all that. But it was the miracle of the program on the bottom of page 84 where it says, we will recoil from it like a hot flame. We will not know why. And it goes on to talk about that until the middle and the bottom of page 85. And it says, what does it say? As long as we are in a fit Spiritual condition. You see, food is not what plagues us. It's not what plagues me. There's nothing in the pantry. There's nothing in the refrigerator that can fix Daryl. Daryl has a living problem. Daryl has a life problem. Food's not the answer for me. I like what the first speaker said. I says, I don't have to eat over it. When I'm hungry today and I've eaten the same thing for 2,322 days. By the way, I'm at the same weight and measures, three meals a day. And and Pam's going to talk a little bit more about the program. I'm eating the same amount of food that I came in that I was losing 20, uh, 20 pounds a month with. I'm at that same level now because maintenance is tricky. Losing the weight when you're 335 pounds and you're on this program and you're following this program. And by the way, I don't run a perfect program. And OA90 has a lot of structure, much like how. Pam's going to talk a little bit about that later. However, there are elements and proponents of of this program I don't negotiate with. Number one, the food plan. I weigh and measure. It's my friend. Takes me out of it. 
I call my sponsor. I send my food plan in. I do the best that I can with the other tools. I have a routine that I do every morning. I put myself in the zone. I give myself two hours a day before I give a minute of time to anything else. And two hours and one minute, it could be what I like to refer to as a shit storm blowing in my face. But I don't have to eat over it because I'm ready. I'm prepared. I learned how to put myself in the zone. So it's not the food that plagues us. It's our spiritual condition. So when I'm hungry and I've eaten the same thing the day before, and at this time of the day, I'm now hungry. I know it's not the food, right? It's just not the food. What's going on? What is it? What in the third step did I miss today? What was I not able to turn over or surrender? Uh, what gift that I, did I not receive that I asked for when I said, God, can you just take away my distractions, my disappointments, my difficulties? Can you give me the serenity to accept those? Can you give me the strength and the courage to change them? Father, can I know the wisdom of your will? Would you give me the power to carry that out? That's what this is, folks. This isn't a diet plan. This is a way to go about life, to live life on life's terms. How wonderful it is. Do you agree? How wonderful it is to be able to, we're chosen. We're blessed people. We can get to go out in the world and we can live life and it doesn't matter what that person eats. I don't care. Don't look at mine. That's mine. And this program has given me enough structure to know that. I hear a lot of people talk about OA90 as being punitive for this food addict. Thank you. Love it. I'm going to leave you with uh, one of the, uh, one of the um, speaker trips on stage falls over. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with this. And if I run over, I'll stop in the middle of the paragraph. I promise. You've got a great speaker coming up. And by the way, thank you for taking me to my very first meeting on February 9th of 2010. I love you, Pam. This was yesterday. June 24th. Program for Living. The OA program does much more than promote our recovery from compulsive overeating. Essential as it is, it gives us structure for our daily lives. Before OA, we challenged illusions. We chased them. We despaired. And they let us down. Now we have a concrete plan for action, living richer, fuller lives. We have found like-minded friends who have helped and encouraged us. Instead of isolating ourselves and consuming, we are experiencing the fellowship of sharing. We find that the more we contribute to OA, the more we get out of it. Practicing the 12 steps involves every aspect of our lives. We have 12 spiritual principles, folks. We cannot be honest in our efforts to work this program without being honest in all of our affairs. Step 12. When we learn that our sales through OA can be applied to our other activities as well, we were eating compulsively because we did not know how to cope with the rest of our lives. It's not an eating problem. It's a spiritual problem. As we become better equipped for living through the guidance of our higher power, we recover from our disease. My time is up. I'm Daryl. I'm still a food addict. I love you guys. Peace.
Speaker drops microphone. Thank you, Daryl. And our fourth and final speaker will be Pam. Thank you. My name is Pam. I'm a food addict. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm a compulsive eater and other compulsive food behaviors. (laughs) I I have... um, a little show and tell as well, and some pictures that are, are going around. I like to stand sideways because I think it's more dramatic. <laughs> and it's pretty dramatic, even not sideways. Um, I'm holding up pants that are twice the size, at least, that I am now. And these were getting to be too tight, and I was pretty desperate and had no idea how to stop eating. I was doing everything that came along, compulsive exercising. I found out when I got here that was exercise bulimia. I did not know I had that too. Um, And uh, I'd starve myself. I'd try every diet that came along. I spent so much money on, you know, liquid diets and every diet club, whatever, whatever someone else was doing, I was on board and none of it worked. It looked like it worked for a little bit of time, but then I'd always gain, I'd lose some weight, but then I'd always gain it all back plus more. And it was just staving off the inevitable progression of, of the disease but it was never a solution for my problem, which is food addiction. And most of those things don't deal with that aspect of what's going on, of what was going on with me. Um, So luckily, (laughs) I made it to um, an OA meeting. I I did start going to OA. There, um, I was told that I should come up with a definition of abstinence. I have to say, as someone who literally took things out of the garbage, my husband would, you know, say something was too sweet and then throw it away, whatever that means, and then throw it away. And I wait for him to leave the room and go retrieve it and and eat it. So um, I'm, I'm not using that term loosely, literally eating garbage. Um, I lost the dignity of choice long ago. There was nothing dignified about the way that I was eating. And um, so uh, one day, miraculously, one evening, I ended up at an OA90 meeting. I did not know that there was any difference. I did not know what that meant. Um, But I just went and I saw all these thin, happy people bouncing up to the front of the room and talking about the solution. And I thought, wow, what are these people doing? They're really onto something. And then um, I heard talk of no sugar and no flour. And I thought, wait a minute, what are these people talking about? Is that really a thing? Like, I mean, who would do such a thing? And so Um, But then I thought, you know, as I listened more, I thought, you know, it's just so radically different than what I've been doing. It's just crazy enough to work. 
Um, I did end up with a sponsor who had, there are different food plans in OA90. I did end up with a sponsor who had um, a plan that included things like artificial sweeteners and um, um, fifth ingredient, sort of an old school kind of a, of a plan. Um, I, I, right now, I have been the same weight for five and a half years. Um, I'm 145 pounds basically every month. You know, it doesn't, there's no wild variations, maybe 144, maybe 146, no, no wild variations. But um, the problem for me with the fifth ingredient is that it's kind of a, a slow drip. You know, and one of the things I realized later on, much later on, was that I was actually scouring the stores looking for fifth ingredient things just so I could have that sugar. That was really why I was doing it. I was looking for the sugar, not to check and make sure that it was the fifth ingredient. I was looking for the sugar. And, of course, sugar's got all kinds of really cool names, you know, crystalline fructose and... Um, you know, evaporated cane juice makes it sound like it's juice or something, you know. It's like, oh, this is good. This is okay. Um, anyway, I've, I've, I don't say I lost, I've lost 116 pounds. I released it because I didn't lose it. I know where to find it. <laughs> I definitely know where to find it. Um, so I experienced a lot of difficulty with that food plan because, like I said, it was a slow drip. Um, same problem with sweeteners for me. There are people in OA90 who can use them, you know, safely. Another problem, caffeine for me. That was another thing. I was binging on caffeine like nobody's business. I mean, I went through a serious caffeine withdrawal. It was horrible. But... Um, so what happened was after I went through about a year of just not being able to stay abstinent to save my life, um, I was praying and praying to God, you know, for abstinence. I just wanted to be abstinent and um, or get abstinent. Like someone else said, it's a lot easier to stay abstinent than it is to get abstinent. That is for sure. And um, one day I was praying and meditating, and I kind of heard, oh, you're praying for the wrong thing. You're a sick person. You need recovery. Start praying for that. And when I came out of it, I was like, oh, no, I've been praying for the wrong thing. <laughs> um, abstinence is just a way of life. Either you're doing it or you're not but recovery is what I need. And so I started praying for recovery. I said, God, I'll do whatever it takes. I will go to any extreme. I will go to any length. I just want to be well. And within a couple of weeks, and I kept praying for that, and within a couple of weeks, my sponsor dropped me, which was, absolutely the best thing that she could have done for both of us. And, um, I always thank her for that. And, um, I didn't want to get another sponsor, but I did. 
And the sponsor that I got looked at my food plan and she said, wow, no wonder you're having trouble. You're drugging yourself with all this stuff. You know, the caffeine's got to go and the sweeteners are just like poking the sugar monster with a stick. And, um, you know, for me, this is for me. I can only tell my story. I don't um, have another one. <laughs> and, um, and then she had me commit to working all of the tools every day. I have here um, a booklet that includes an OA90 version of a long version of the tools um, from a retreat that, that we had recently. And um, so I, I committed to working all of the tools every day. My plan of eating is three weight and measured meals with nothing in between, no sugar, no flour, definitely. And then, of course, for me, it's, it's no caffeine and no sweeteners either. I drink only water. Um, my, my food is committed. I write it up the night before. I make sure that I have what I need in the refrigerator before I write up what I need. And, um, I'm pretty good about that. I've gotten really good at that. In fact, my husband calls me militant about my food and you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad that he knows that it's come in handy a lot. It's not like, the past five and a half years of my life have been so easy. That's why I've been able to stay continuously abstinent since January 11th. I mean, January 19th of 2011. I went through breast cancer treatment. I injured my ankle really badly. I, I, um, I broke my leg recently. I was in a wheelchair for um, eight weeks. I mean, I've had my share of, of challenges throughout this, but... My food has not changed. I don't change anything for any any reason. I brought my food to the hospital with me, you know, um, which is actually a really good idea. The hospital <laughs> hospital food does not have the best reputation. Um, I'm really careful about preparing my my food. Thank you. Um, and it's not all about the food, but. It certainly isn't now, but the food has got to be put in its place before I can be sober and work my program of recovery. Because if I'm constantly drugging myself with excess food and things that I binge on, I'm never going to be able to do that. I'm never going to be able to stop. I have a sponsor. I am a sponsor. I call my sponsor every morning at 645. When she first told me 6.45, I thought, what? You want me to do what? I mean, she told me a lot of things that that one was really like. But now I'm glad. I'm, and I have sponsees. They call me every morning. We have 15-minute conversations. I'm committed to um, three meetings a week. That means I go to those meetings no matter what. I do a lot more than that. But those meetings I'm committed to, and I have... Um, I have service commitments. I'm also a, a, a Region 2 rep and a World Service um, delegate. I make th a minimum of three outreach calls a day where I actually reach another person and have a conversation. I used to think, oh, I left a message on their voicemail. And she's like, no, 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 no. If they call you back in the same day, that's good. That'll count. But if not, you've got to reach three people and have a conversation about program with them. Writing, 
I have 30 minutes of quiet time in the morning where I um, read from the big book. I read from my daily meditation book. I write about the spiritual principles that are being presented to me. This is just how I work mine, but I want to get my writing in. Um, and I write a gratitude list. Um, and I also write, write up my, my food plan and, and step work that I'm doing. Um, I love the literature. I have an action plan that w- works for the day. I talked to my sponsor about that. I have an action plan that works for the week and even some service commitments that are monthly. I practice anonymity. I don't talk about who my sponsor is. I don't talk about who my sponsees are. I feel safer that way, and I love that. Um, I also don't talk about things that went on in other meetings or outreach calls. I don't name drop in outreach calls. Um, I do as much service as I can because service gets me out of my head. You know, I've heard people say service is slimming. Service is not slimming. Not eating compulsively and addictively is slimming, you know. But but I can't do that without service. I cannot do that without all of your service, just being here, and everything that I I can do. I am so grateful to God for, for you know how they say thank God for um, OA and thank OA for God. I am so grateful to this program for a higher power who, you know helps me solve this problem. I know what's wrong now. I know that I have this problem, and I have to be honest with myself and my sponsor about foods that are a problem. I I never knew how to do that before. Before, I used to always try to make it work. Well, I don't do that now. I've surrendered that. It doesn't matter to me. It's just protein, vegetables, oil... It's fuel for my body. I love my food. I love my food. But my food is three-weighed meals with nothing in between. If it's not committed, it's not my food. And so um, I know I think of it as not um, restrictive. I think of these things as devotions. These are devotions that I have to my God that I'm so grateful to for this freedom from obsession and compulsion and that is all I ever really wanted. I have, um, I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I love eating healthy. I love being the same size all the time and fitting in my clothes and being comfortable. And I'm a 60-year-old Pilates instructor now. I can't believe I have a whole new career now. But that's not why I do this. That's not my motivation My motivation is I believe that I have a disease, the disease of food addiction. There is no cure for it. That's the bad news. But the good news is that there is a solution. There is a remedy. And it's the nine tools and the 12 steps. And without those, I'm I'm lost. But as long as I have my nine tools and my 12 steps, and all of you, I have hope for the future. Thank you very much for letting me share. Let's thank our speakers uh, for their experience.
for their experience, strength, and hope. Um, so now what we're going to do is go through the Ask It Basket questions. Um, we can do this a number of ways. Are you just going to hand them out and then I'll pass the mic around while you sit there? What do you think? Nobody's answering me. No, you just stay there. This is too complicated up here. You can stand. Yeah, I'll hand the mics. This is Sherry speaking. What's the difference between how and 90 days? Well, you know, I'm going to have to have a 90-day person put in their opinion also. I I guess, you know, there's not a lot of differences. I think there's more similarities between how and 90 day than there are differences. And I think we're geographically in different places. Sometimes that's the biggest reason why somebody went to the meetings. We have a lot of how meetings located in the San Mateo area and no 90-day meetings. That might be what puts someone into one. And then there's a lot of 90-day meetings, I believe, in the... uh, I'll let them speak to it, but I think in the more southern uh, part of the peninsula. So maybe just geography, where you live. But I, I think one of the differences maybe that the only one I found that stood out was the food plan. We do have a food plan, and it can be tweaked, and it is written down. But I'll let the 90-day people speak to that more exactly. The other part of the question to me was, how do I get a food plan and how? That's a really good question to ask. A lot of people come to our meetings asking for that, and that's all they want. They want the food plan, then they want to leave. But that's magical thinking, again, like I told you I had at the beginning of program. So we don't just hand it out because you have to get it from a house sponsor. You have to want to work the HOW program, and you have to get yourself a house sponsor, and then they are happy to give you the food plan and discuss it with you and discuss how the whole HOW program works, because it's much more than a food plan. Okay, next. Um, I'm not really familiar with HOW, except for I do believe they have their own literature, and... um, are are more of a of a distinct you know different entity um but i think basically the idea of having um a structured food plan that you get from your your sponsor and specific foods that are not um um eaten and ones that are um i think that may be uh, where they're very similar, um, and then also having like their own meetings that are are um, how meetings and ninety day format meetings. The ninety day format, what that name refers to, and all that it refers to, is a suggestion that someone not have, that someone have 90 days of continuous abstinence before they share their story in front of the group. And that's all that it is. And it's just a suggestion, although that, you know, most people adhere to it. Um, everything is a suggestion. Um, there's a question here that says, oh, but, but there are other things, I guess, that are, um, presumed, like no sugar, no flour, three 
three meals a day like that. I think those things are kind of presumed as well. But the name itself refers only to that one suggestion. Um, it says, thanks for the education on the differences, but our first tradition is the principle of unity. Can we hear some of the similarities? How are we more similar? Well, I think the purpose of this workshop was to address, um, you know, the specifics of the two um, focus groups. I don't believe that it was meant to point out any kind of differences or be anything that was not involved with unity. I mean, for me, just for me, I can only speak for myself. And that's what I was asked to do here. Um, I needed someone to tell me, hey, maybe you'd be better off not doing that. And I was so desperate, I was willing to take the suggestion. I, I will be the first one to admit I had to be seriously desperate to do, <laughs> to do what I do. And I'm okay with that now because I don't feel desperate anymore. Now I have the solution. So the similarities, I believe, is we're all OA. OA is OA. There's no difference. And anyone's welcome to come to any... Oh, I can't speak for how, but I can only speak for OA90 and the, and the traditional or um, original or regular, whatever term you want to use to describe OA meetings that I've been to, anyone is welcome. Everyone's welcome. Um, and I do believe in the principle of unity and I'm very grateful that OA was there. Uh, but, and I don't, and I don't have any, any problem with OA whatsoever. I love OA and, um, I think this, our similarities are that we've all got this disease and whatever works. And, and as our lovely speaker from house said, as Sherry said, um, you know, if it's working for you, great, but OA has a very specific definition of abstinence, working toward or maintaining a healthy body weight. And that's just OA and that's our preamble. That is what, that's what we're all doing here. So, um, and now it also says, and abstaining from other compulsive food behaviors as well. So it's not all about the weight for everyone. There are a lot of similarities, but there are a lot of differences. And I think we all celebrate both of those things here, our similarities and our differences. Hi, uh, quick comment in the last one. How does uh, respect everybody coming in? That's not a problem. Um, I think probably the biggest difference is we encourage newcomers to speak. We actually reserve time at the ends of our meetings for newcomers to speak. Um, so that's a very open thing. Um, how do we fit in with the rest of OA? I was thinking for some reason about the Catholic Church. These are stories I've heard about the Catholic Church because I'm too young for this to, to experience it, but they used to do all their masses in Latin. And then they said, okay, we're going to stop. 
But some people said, we like them in Latin. And they said, okay, you guys go do your own thing. It's okay. Well, how, and I think 90 day or something like that, everybody in OA used to have a food plan. They called the gray sheet. And OA said, well, we're not going to force you to do that anymore. And some of us said, but we need it. And they said, okay, you can keep doing it. So that's kind of what it comes down to. Um, while I'm here, I got a couple quick things. Somebody asked about the document I referenced, Act of Surrender. I have two copies. Sorry. Yes, she raised her hand. She gets one. It's called, yeah, on our website, it's called The Act of Surrendering the Therapeutic Process by Dr. Harry Tybo, T-I-E-B-O-U-T. Tebow, Tebow, sorry. Um, while I have the mic, I'm going to do one real quick one before I get, then I'll pass the mic because there's some longer ones. Somebody asked, is there a how phone bridge meeting? Not that I'm aware of, only regular OA phone bridge meetings. And we respect that as fulfilling our reports. OA 90 has phone bridge meetings. Oh, are there? Okay. All right. I just don't know about And I think that someone asked me this, do I measure in restaurants? I do not because I don't know how to disassemble everything off the plate and I get kind of embarrassed. Um, but in my case, one, I got some experience eyeballing it. Two, part of my problem about being very, very careful is if I go on a one-week trip, I lose a pound a day. Um, up until about the last time I'm finally getting better at it where maybe I only lose half a pound a day. Um, but I do not use it as an excuse to overeat. On the similarities of the two programs, I, I don't know if there's anything really I can add to that. I, I think you guys did a great job, and and if you have any particular, oh, this one. Well, this was. <laughs> may may I have a copy of Daryl's book for inspiration? No, I I have four of those. I like them back. However, I will give whoever wrote this my phone number, and you can call me for inspiration anytime. This is Sherry. Help. My office makes it um, f- makes me feel antisocial if I don't eat with them and they share non-absent food and bring it and share sweets every morning right next to my desk. Well, right next to my desk. Anyway, I you know, I never had problems like that because I always felt like I was more important uh, my feelings are more important than other people's feelings, and you know, and um, I don't make other people's feelings a priority, and I never did, and definitely not with food. So I, I just, you know, I, and, and my belief was I was honest, and I said what program I was in, and uh, what I could have and not have, and I just could not handle being around certain things. And I, you just, I would, to me, that's really easy to do. I don't understand why that's a problem, but maybe that's just me. I, you know, I would tell them I'm not antisocial, and I would prove it in other ways. And I didn't have to be social around food, and certainly around food that I couldn't eat. And I just couldn't be there. I was a teacher, and when I found, and I, I had a lot of trouble getting abstinent and staying abstinent as a teacher. 
teacher because of all the food that was always around. So I had my own room. I taught special ed, and um, I was on a kind of a campus, and um, I, I bought a little refrigerator and a microwave for my room, and I put my food in there, and I ate lunch in there, and that really helped me clean up my act too, you know. So just social in other ways. You gave me, oh, you gave me all these. Okay, she keeps handing me these cards. One question. Okay. One question. Is the how, OA How material approved by OA World Service, the sponsor guide? Uh, no, sorry, it is not approved. Um, oddly, we had it approved, and then they called us back and said, no, we changed our mind. Um, so it's, it's, it's our thing. Um, how does one get started in How OA? Just come to a meeting. Are there any service absence requirements? Oh, the absence is defined by the program, um, but we don't throw you out. It's just like OA. You know, if you want to be there, you're there. The only requirement to join is to want be uh, only desire is desire to be there. Uh, and somebody said, "What is FA? FA is food addicts. Um, more specifically, it's food addicts in recovery. It's another food plan. Um, it's very strict in this area." In other geographic areas, it's very similar to OA How, so it just depends where you're at. It's not OA. It's definitely not part of OA. These people just decided they're going to do it their way. Um, but we get people through there. Uh, this one is for everybody, so I'm going to kick it off and get other people to do it. Uh, what other programs have you tried, and do you eat bread or other grains? I have not tried any other programs. I do eat grains. Grains are part of our basic program. We um, on the basic program, we eat, for example, flourless bread so um, and other grains. I'm on maintenance now, and on maintenance, I've added to my grains. Maintenance is like basic, but i got more stuff. Anybody else uh, want to talk about other programs and grains? Um, uh, there are several brands. Ezekiel is one. Alvarado Bread makes one. Trader Joe's sells a couple. Uh, I don't eat any other grains or, or bread um, at all. I just eat whole um, food, protein, vegetables, fruit. I do have grain um, for um, breakfast. I wanted to address this antisocial feeling about, you know, one of the things that I, one of the things that I had to come to terms with is that I'm doing what's best for me. And it made me bump up against my um, codependency issues. Things that, you know, I wanted to please other people. I wanted to, you know, I had to really start working on those things. That led me to another 12-step program. <laughs> but um, one of the things that I, I've changed the way that I talk to myself. I'm real careful about the things that I say to myself. Instead of saying... I can't have that because that doesn't sound because it's not even true. I most certainly can have it. I can have tons of it. I have the ways. I have the means. I have proved it to the tune of being 150 pounds overweight. So saying I can't have it really isn't even accurate. What is accurate, though, and what I do say is I'm making better choices than that for myself right now. And that feels so good to say that. Try it and say it. It feels so good. Me, 
the one who could not stop eating to save my life. I'm making better choices than that for myself right now. Thank you, God. It's amazing. It works. I'm very careful about how I talk to myself now. This is Sherry. How does one get started in how away? Well, you just come to a how meeting, and that's how you get started. And, um, you know, you go to oa.org, and it shows you all over the world, you know, where all the meetings are, and uh, and you look for focus groups, and it'll tell you which ones are how. Or you just, you know, look in your area, and we have a, a lot of them in the uh, San Mateo area, but uh, uh, there's a, a whole bunch in uh, the Modesto area. They're represented here today. And then there's a whole lot in East Bay area, in the Oakland, uh, Oakland and um, Walnut Creek area. So you just go to one. That's how you get started. And you ask for an available sponsor, and they'll get you started. It's as simple as that. And uh, the other part where there are service and abstinence requirements. Well, like, as we know... Um, you um, you don't have to be absent to have a voice at a meeting, which means to share, you know, your little three-minute share. Anybody can do that at, who's um, at a meeting. But then to be a speaker at a meeting, most meetings do have absence requirements. I've never been to a regular OA meeting even that didn't have absence requirements to be like a, you know, a main speaker. And then each meeting is autonomous, so they decide what the service requirements are. There are some meetings that have no um, absence requirements to do service, just a willingness. And then there's some that, you know, actually do have requirements to do service. But that's, you know, each meeting's autonomous. That's up to additional meeting. And not every how meeting is the same as another how meeting because we are autonomous. We're gener- generally the same, but not each meeting is the same as another one. Um, and then do how people eat bread or other grains. On your basic food plan, when you're losing weight, there are whole grains, and they're limited, of course. Um, and then at maintenance, there's a lot more whole grains. Like I said before, everything that's healthy will be available to you on, um, on your maintenance food plan. Don't know why they picked on me, and I've mm-hmm. talked a lot, but it says, can you share your experience about maintenance? And I think a lot of this has happened. I've been on maintenance for a couple of years. Um, the... Uh, as it was stated, we have a basic plan, we have a maintenance plan, and, and it's the maintenance plan just adds more things on top of it, but it still has the concept of three meals a day, zero between meal snacks, one day at a time. So um, we're not supposed to talk about food, but somebody already said banana, so I'm going to say banana. On basic, I cannot eat banana. On maintenance, I can eat banana. In fact, I'm going to have a banana with my lunch today. Um I there are a lot of things on there. Some foods on the allowed list become trigger foods for some people. You have to figure that out, what it makes you feel like, and don't eat it. I haven't actually found a trigger food on that list because for me, my trigger foods need to be foods combined in a certain way. 
and combining that way is almost impossible on maintenance. Some people find maintenance difficult because it uh, gives you a lot more freedom. I find it wonderful, uh, although sometimes I have to eat too much. Something I don't know if this is common in other programs, but I break my abstinence by overeating, but I also break my abstinence by undereating. Uh, so I have to eat exactly what I commit. And every once in a while, that could be a problem. When I went to maintenance, I added foods in, but I didn't do it. My sponsor did it. If you'd left it up to me, it would have been add a protein, add a protein, add a fat, add a protein. Instead, it was add a vegetable, add a fruit, add a vegetable. It's like, oh, my God, I can't eat that much. And literally, it hurt for a while. And then I started finding ways of vegetables that didn't fill me up as much. So can you believe that I'm looking for foods that are less filling? So that's maintenance to me. I like it. And this is Sherry. I just want to add to that. There are um, people in how um, will sponsor other people who may have to eat more than three meals a day. That is also never in cement because there are medical issues. And if, in fact, somebody really does have a medical issue where they have to eat more than three meals a day, there are uh, a lot of house sponsors willing to sponsor that. And that's always up to an individual sponsor. I mean, every sponsor... And every program can be uncomfortable sponsoring certain things. But I know a lot of sponsors, and I do it. I mean, I have sponsees who have medical issues, and they have to sometimes eat in between meals. And it's the same for 90-day OA or OA-90, I've just been told. Same thing. There's, you know, medical issues, and uh, there's just no medical issue I found yet, though, that allows you to eat sugar in the first four ingredients. But (laughs) we're still looking. Let's thank our speakers again for their share. And it's now time to close this session. Please stand and join hands. We'll close with, I put my hand in yours.